As you heard in Jeff's reading, the story goes that Abraham was under a tree in the heat of the day and three strangers come and immediately Abraham gets up and declares to them, oh, let me get you some water and a little bit of food that you might be refreshed. And they say, okay, that sounds good. He runs inside and tells his wife, Sarah, you know, in light of these three guests who've come, uh, quick, get, get three measures of our finest flour, knead it and, and, and bake some bread for these our guests. Three measures. As one commentator observes, that amount of bread would feed 40 people, three meals a day, for several days. It's an extravagant amount, maybe even an insultingly extravagant amount, given what Abraham has asked Sarah to do. Professor and theologian A.B. Jill Levine observes this about the story. Were my husband to run into the street, invite three strangers to lunch, and then tell me to make 60 dozen biscuits, <laughs> at least one of us would need counseling. Fresh, baked abundance for weary travelers. Many years later, Jesus would pick up on this precise story, this precise moment, and say this, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Three measures. Which is to say, whatever Jesus is about, whatever his kingdom is about, whatever his plan is for the world's many weary travelers. It's big. It's a generous amount of melt-in-your-mouth, freshly baked bread. But you heard, it starts so, so very small. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. Yeast here refers to a sourdough starter. This yeast has a little bit of a smell to it, not terribly inviting, super, super tiny, as you saw in the moment with the children. In fact, some translations rightly have the, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman taking hid in three measures of flour until all was leavened. It can't even see what it's doing, which is which means the biggest thing contributing to this overwhelming bread-for-the-world abundance, it takes place in a smelly, small, hidden spot, like you really cannot see visibly what's going on. And actually, I think that is a truth we desperately need to hear afresh in our time. Because how often... We read the headlines. We see all that's unfolding in, in the world. Sometimes we, we just take in all that is happening in and around our lives and, and our family, and it can absolutely floor us. We feel helpless, sometimes hopeless, because we can't come up with any plan or action or way that's, that's big enough, that's, that, that's good enough, that's powerful enough to change all that needs changing out there and over there and, and in here. But what if, what if our deepest hope resides in the small, the really small? 
What if that is where the Holy Spirit is most riveting with life? I was reading this blog by this guy, Seth Haynes, who's writing about his journey into the Catholic faith, a number of years into that at this point. At one point, he's, 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 he's writing to other people about what the experience of putting your faith down on paper is like. like how do you talk about this, this thing we call faith, this journey of faith, this following of Jesus? And, and he says this, I don't know the exact place to start writing about faith, but here's what I wager. Faith works itself out in the actual, factual, real human stuff of earth. Family, the land of your people, the green jello salad with pecans your grandma served at Thanksgiving, the tiny Methodist church of your youth, the crucifix, the Eucharist, the addiction, the FedEx delivery person, your partner, whatever, wherever, whenever, it shows up in the unvarnished, unairbrushed parts of life, the things you'd never Instagram because they're simply too ordinary. And so I think the best faith writing starts in real observations about our real lives. The writer wants us to lean into things so ordinary they might otherwise be entirely missed, overlooked, hidden. In plain sight, you might say. Which invites the question, what if, what if our hope is not in figuring out the biggest and grandest and best gestures and movements for this moment, but, but, but the hope is already at work hidden, unfolding in something as ordinary as the act of baking bread? What if the Holy Spirit yeast is tucked in all of these ordinary, tiny, tiny corners out there, around us, in here? The actor, Hugh Jackman, he has this creativity exercise, and it's an exercise he commends. He, he says, take a picture of something that you look at every day. Your backyard, your kitchen, part of your office, the inside of your refrigerator. Something you see every day. Take a picture and then send it to one of those companies that makes, turns photos into puzzles. Make the photo a puzzle, right? And when the puzzle arrives, put it back together. And without a doubt, he says, you will be focusing on the minute details of this building or that building or this tree or that tree, whatever you've taken a picture of. And when you go back to that place, your appreciation of the world is so much greater. You see things previously invisible. They'd always been there. I, mean, I love that. If someone had, had taken a picture of the, the Roman Empire at the time of Jesus' birth and they're putting it together, that puzzle back together, and they're putting together remarkable Rome over here and holy Jerusalem over here, and then someone picks up this little piece of Bethlehem. Huh. Never noticed that little place. I wonder if anything ever comes out of that. Oh, look at that. The trash dump, Golgotha, where people get crucified 
Do we not worship a God who from the impossibly small, impossibly dark, impossibly awful, rises? Do we not believe even in the thickness of sin and death itself, there is a yeast, there, there, is, there is a rising? How prone we are to look at the grand landscapes of, of our time. The landscapes that we see unfolding in our lives and around us, the landscapes uh, painted by, by the news or, or, or our social media or, or, or the anxieties we can project about what is going to happen, what could happen. What? Tell me about the tiny puzzle pieces. And then what if the God who rose from the grave, what if that God's risen, living, Holy Spirit yeast abides there? What changes if we know there is a hope greater than us at work in some of the tiny puzzle pieces we pick up? I was sitting on... J.C. Johnson's front porch this past week. Many of you know J.C. is a longtime member of this congregation and at 87 very much enjoys long afternoons looking out at his beautiful front yard and watching the, the people in cars as they go by. And for a while the conversation veers into talking about all the things that We've learned and, and, and the ways we've grown over the years and different outlets, different events, different things, moments, seasons, all the rest. And so I ask him in that conversation, how would you describe what growth has looked like for you in these recent years? And he says, you know that. He points to this large bush, and he, he knows the name of it, and I, I missed it in my hearing of it, but it, it's some 10 feet tall and, and quite well-rounded, and he remarked how this, this bush, this plant, uh, it was the same age as him. Quite tiny it was when J.C. first arrived to this house as a boy, and we stared at it together, this round fulsomeness, some of the flowers, white flowers budding. And though, as many of you know, J.C. Is, is, a, is a guy full of stories, and he was full of stories the other day, there were no more words in response to that growth question of mine. Instead, it, it's like he had invited me to stare at that which had been once so small, now this luscious, persistent, green, these white flowers showing off, this remarkably full shade now provided. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. We're not told how long the leavening process may take. But every taste of fresh bread and every glance at the great trees is an ordinary sign reminding us that, yes, God is at work 
in the hidden places. The yeast is there. This really is central to all that we proclaim. Thanks be to God. Amen.